Welcome to Legends of the Internet, the recorded version. Uh, if you have not seen my stream of where I talked about the future of, well, how we're going to record these episodes, guess what? YouTube is slowly phasing out Google Hangouts. So there is no way that we are going to be able to go live anymore unless it's just me by myself. That's the only time I'm ever going to be able to go live. Unless, of course, we do another streaming service and we just hook it up through YouTube, but not everybody on our uh, cast and crew has webcams yet. So there's no way that we're going to be trying to force them to do something when they don't have the funds to do it. So in the meantime, we're just going to have to record these and premiere them on the YouTube channel. Or if you're already listening on the podcasting platforms, then you don't even have to worry about looking at our faces. But anyway... Guys, welcome to the show. As always, it's always a pleasure to have everybody coming on for this, uh, especially since we're talking about another channel awesome legend in and of itself. This is like the second out of the three that we're going to be doing for this season. We already did Cinema Snob earlier in the year. Now we're going to be talking about Guru Larry. But uh, before we get into the actual interesting story of Guru Larry... Uh, let me introduce Atomic and Justin returning again from the last time they were on here for the SpongeBob episode that we did. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's over and done with, dude. That was a fun episode, though. I know. Yeah. People were saying that they really, really loved it. Uh, so like, we got like a lot of it's like, oh, man, that was a great episode, dude. I was like, that brought me back, man. I was like, all right. I, I'm glad I can bring you back down memory lane. But, you know, here's another little... Um, little thing uh, i posted the sonic the hedgehog trailer on uh, my community page on youtube and uh because of the backlash that the trailer got they're now going to be focusing on making sonic's design different than how it is in the trailer they've made that announcement or at least jeff fowler the man who's directing the movie said that and since we talked about sonic on legends of the internet i thought i'd let everybody know just in case they didn't hear that piece of information and we will review the movie on this channel uh when it comes out and i'm probably gonna probably get an advanced screening so i'll probably get to see it like a week in advance if i'm lucky um so i'll be able to do like a review like a week before anybody else gets a chance to see it so uh once that embargo gets lifted then i can start doing that yeah screw avengers endgame no no disney doesn't allow uh, advanced screenings for any of their movies so there is no way you'd be able to see anything like uh, in advance, unless of course you were a journalist or a movie reviewer journalist that was like highly respected. But I'm I'm not in that field, so I can't do that, and neither can any of my other friends. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a joke, but yeah. Oh well, it, it went over my head because I, I I didn't hear a punchline. So, <laughs> all right, guys, Guru Larry time. We got another. Uh, I'm gonna hop the. To my, uh, I'm gonna have to put on my British impression, especially when we get to later on in the show. Uh, so I apologize if it starts going a little bit Australian, because every time I try to do British, it immediately goes into Australian. Yeah, same thing. It happened a little bit when I did, um, what was his name? Uh, Jim Sterling. And when I tried to do my immortal, and when I was trying to do Draco's voice, I ended up sounding Australian anyway. So I apologize in advance, but I will be doing a little bit of Guru Larry's little British accent right here whenever I get a chance. But well, I mean, at least Australian's close. I mean, it's not like you went to like German or something. No, no, I, I can't even do German. So 
I, I tried, but it's it's just too tough. Like, there are some European accents I can't do, or at least I haven't tried yet because I haven't gotten a lot of practice. But uh, when it comes to Guru Larry, uh, so, guys, he's um, somebody on the channel Awesome Crew and is actually still one of the only members besides Cinema Snob and Doug and Rob to actually stay on the site. And the only reason he's still on there is to spite them because he hates their fucking guts. Oh, damn. I mean, I knew he was just kind of on there for the lulls at this point, but is he? does he really, like, hate their guts? Yes. Kind of makes you wonder why they didn't just kick him off, then. I mean, what else do they have besides their regular cast and crew? I mean, if you look on Channel Awesome's YouTube channel, Larry Bundy is on there, on their on the side page. They're like, oh, here's all the other awesome crew members. Guru Larry is a guy that he didn't get a lot of attention when he got onto Channel Awesome. Uh, the reason why that is is because, like Amazing Atheist, uh, here's a guy that is very talented at what he does. He does very good, and we'll go into some of the tropes that he's best known for uh, in a little bit. Uh, when it comes to what he does, I mean, he's very informative. He he definitely like brings interesting topics to the table, things that you probably would never know about video games, uh, facts that you probably didn't even know about video games. I mean, he's got like two major series games yanks can't wank which is a series that is for american viewers about british games that they cannot play in america uh his most famous one is the seven sins review that he did which is like a sexual british game or a sexual european game i should say and fact hunt which is basically finding obscure facts about video games old and new but those are like his two main series and when he was on there people liked him but he wasn't getting featured as much because the politics were coming into place. He wasn't Linkara, he wasn't Spoonie, he wasn't friends with Doug, or he wasn't, like, tight with Doug. And because of that, he got featured on the very bottom of the site, and he wasn't getting a lot of recognition for it. Uh, how, do you, how do you even end up on Channel Awesome? Because it sounds like he doesn't even fit all that much on there, then if it, like, between hating him now, and, like, because I've heard of him before, but I never knew what his shtick was. Yeah, he's just a he's a TV presenter, he's a comedian, he's an artist, he's a YouTuber, but he's mostly doing video games for the most part. Uh, but I'll get into some of his other tropes. But basically what I mean, they just were like, I mean, he started his YouTube channel in 2006. Uh, this was before he was also a part of Screw Attack Europe. Uh, there was a big thing with that. He got into like a major fight with um, Stuttering Craig over it. Uh, there was like a major fallout with them, and so he quit Screw Attack. And I think he was you know, a part of Channel Awesome, I think, around the same time, or he may have gone afterwards. But they were just like, hey, we like your stuff. Do you want to be on? Okay. And that's it. Oh, simple. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even know Screw Attack had a European division. And second of all, I kind of wonder if they were like, oh, well, let's have you on. Because I know from listening to the Lordcat stuff that. Mike Mashad does not like Screw Attack, so that wouldn't surprise me if one of the inspirations to bring Guru Larry to Channel Awesome was to spite Stuttering Craig. Probably. Because, yeah, as you said, Mike Mashad is not a big was not a big fan of Screw Attack, probably still isn't. And it's like, oh hey, we just need we need you to come on board with us. Join the real team. Join the the best team in the world. And then of course when the whole uh not so awesome document came out. He went on their Twitter page and basically was like, I'm the only one left, motherfuckers. Yeah, I think he said, like, I'm the king of the uh, Channel Awesome Hunger Games. Yes. He was the last man standing, pretty much. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know like even all the other producers are like, yeah, that's cool. Like, like they actually think it's kind of funny too. What he, why he's staying? Yeah, so we all know why he's doing. He's not like Cinema Stop, who's staying because he's best friends with Doug, and he's not going to betray his best friend. I mean, he's very loyal, but. Yeah. he's just like I'm all, I'm just gonna watch this burn to the ground and I'm gonna have myself a nice good beer and just watch it burn a point but anyway here's some of his tropes that you probably would want to know about just to get just to give you guys an idea just in case you've never watched this stuff I would recommend you check it out uh, some of his most popular videos I actually was entertained by not in a laugh out loud kind of way but just the amount of effort that he puts into getting people information about things they probably would never know and he doesn't really do it in like a here's a top five here's a top 10 like no it just goes like in order it's like i mean sometimes he does top 10s but usually his most popular ones like okay here's just a list and we're just gonna list them off basically he likes doing those things where it's like she shells seashells down by the seashore all that time it's like kind of one of like one of those things he usually does them uh in the beginning of his videos actually uh, he likes uh, doing new ones each and every time. He's also got a very baritone voice, so even without the accent, I mean, it gets really, really deep. And um, uh, when I first listened to him, and, and we'll get to the, and we'll get to what I'm talking about later on, and this will end the show. But um, when I first heard it, I'm like, wow, his voice does not match his face. Because I was expecting, because back then he had a beard, but now he just looks like a um, a kid. But back then, it's like, wow, that is a very, very deep voice. I think it's even deeper than Markiplier's, if I if I'm not mistaken. They should have like a, a voice off. Damn. Uh, so anyway, so here's another thing. By the way, I'm getting this information from TV tropes just to get uh-huh. you guys an idea of what he's like. Yeah, because this guy was on British was on uh, was on the British TV. Uh, he was on TV channels like Game Network, uh, Rapture TV, X uh, game swipe. Uh, he was also on. Um, yeah, that's uh, th- those are some of the things that he was on when he was like uh, doing British television. And they were because back then, like back in the, like the early two thousands, like there was a lot of there was a lot of kickoff of, of British uh, video game television shows. In fact, some of them even spilled on over to the states. But basically, they just Americanized everything and and used like British B, like British the stuff. They kept the British stuff in, but then they were just like, okay, we're just going to Americanize it. Uh, there was an old show on Nickelodeon Gas called Play to Z, which they basically just took. Um, they took a British show and they were just like, yeah, we'll just like completely like rocket power it, and we'll just like add like uh, we'll we'll just like get like all this research that was done in like the UK. And it's not really American, but we're going to do it anyway. And we'll just, like, tell people, like, the most obscure games that you're probably never going to play. But, mm. yeah. But getting back to Guru. Uh, so his catchphrase, this is what he says, like, at the beginning of his videos. It's like, but hello, you. I'm Guru Larry, and I welcome you to Fact Hunt. You're going on a safari through the African jungle. The, he did a top five of the top five hidden pissed off programmer rants. Uh, a lot of it. Uh, here's a here's a an example. Uh, message. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Message to fagshite and paraplegic and all the other dickheads. Better luck this time. Try and remove more of that twenty percent of the protection this time. You useless cunts. Isn't it time you stopped pulling your dicks and left your bedrooms and got a real job? Huh. Heck. This well, guys, reminding me of Spoonie. Well, no, he's no, no, he's not like Spoonie at all. Well, the other thing is, like, 
the C word in the UK isn't quite as powerful as it is here. Yeah. Like, using it in the UK, it's basically just like calling someone a coward. Oh, yes. We used to have somebody on that used to use that a lot. And it's like, well, over here, it's not that uh, big a deal. Unlike you Americans, I don't understand why you it's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, well, we'll come to America and then you'll find out. It's like, no, I'd rather stay here. I'm like, why? <laughs> Everything, everything's cool over here. Yeah, uh, but we don't anyway. have Brexit. No, we don't have Brexit. But uh, there's other episodes that he did uh, that were dedicated to cheat codes. Uh, one of them was called Top 5 Offensive Cheat Codes. Um, it focuses on codes that were actually deliberately put in by game programmers. Uh, there was a second one called Top 5 Offensive Passcodes that were focused on codes that are generated due to the game's password systems that form curse words. Not only that, he uh, was actually riffing one of Darkside Phil's Christmas videos. Oh my god. But, but no, there was one point where he was he was saying that he didn't like the fact that Darkside Phil didn't even get the real Santa Claus for the video. <laughs> One of the other things that Guru Larry does is he actually does board games. He actually plays board games with uh, Stuart Ashen, who's also known as Web Video. His most, their most popular board game video was actually the based on the Donkey Kong arcade game, which came out in the 80s. So basically what they did was they actually played the board game version of Donkey Kong. And uh, let's see, Guru was Luigi and Ashen was Mario. And they had like a little miniature Donkey Kong where you just load barrels inside of his arm and um, you just have to move around the board. And whoever has the most points at the end wins. That's how the whole game is played. Whoever gets to the top. It's basically based off the first level of the arcade game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a 30 minute video. So if you ever wanted to see what the original Donkey Kong board game was like. But they do other board games that are very obscure and probably nobody's ever played before. But well, there's often... Sorry, I was going to say, you know, and board games is definitely something I missed from childhood. I feel like people don't play them as much anymore. Well, no, because, I mean, you'd have to go to a brewery to do that now. Uh, but mostly everybody just plays Cards Against Humanity or poker, I mean, which is what I do. Whenever I go to a brewery and I'm with friends, I'm like, okay, we either do this game or this game, but we're not playing any board games. I'm done with those. Although I have noticed, like, in the stores now, I see re-releases of, like, 90s board games. Yeah, but that's, for, like, for the retro crowd. It's, like, kind of like how they did it with, like, the record players and LPs. It's like, okay, here we go. We're bringing this back for, like, a few months, and nobody really cared because it, they're trying to appease, like, an, a retro 90s crowd. And I'm like, no, that's not what you should be doing. Focus on the now. Focus on the stuff that's popular now. Don't try to appease, like, retro does not sell. As much as you think it does. No, not really. Unless, of course, you're Guru Larry and you're like, well, let's take a look at this old retro board game and let me get a million views for it. But that's mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's only good for YouTube, but it's not good enough for selling. Pretty much. Guru Larry is also known for cutting short swear words that he does. Like, there will be times where he'll try to say shit, but he'll just he'll he'll cut out he'll cut out the swear words. Like at the very end, it's like, but it was a pile of shit. And that's it. Yeah, I have noticed that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I find myself doing that, too. There's one time where he was doing a list called Five Hilarious Idiotic Gaming Screw-Ups. Uh, there's a cheat code from a game called Keo Flying Squadron, uh, which you can actually unlock the full game in the demo. Uh, 
And then there's also Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which has a digital version that was so hard to fix that even if you try to do a clean install, it wouldn't do anything. And Ubisoft at the time was only able to fix it by using a pirated crack of the game as an official patch. Huh. That's interesting. Jeez, I didn't know they had to do that. But he also he also has a um good side to him because he does joke a lot but there's a, a apaches the game apaches there's a list of names of real children who died playing on farms larry stops because he's not sick enough to joke about dead children so he knows his limits he did a video called top five stupid things said by game journalists and one of the articles it, it confused one of the things he mentions is that there was an article that confused the game gear with a portable sega genesis years before the nomad was a thing oh well there was even the another stupid thing was that the PlayStation Vita was going to beat the Nintendo 3DS. No, that, that's laughable. Another video that he did. It was like five times scalpers totally screwed themselves over. Um, so, so there was this thing where they were trying to get a PlayStation 2 and a Super Nintendo Classic Mini. Uh, and then people were actually scalping them to actually get some more money. Hmm. Hmm. So every time he does a top 10, every time he gets to his number one, he has a pun when he does it. So anytime you know that that's coming, in case you ever guys wanted to know what it's like when he does top 10s, his number one is always going to have a pun in it. Uh, there was also, uh, Guru Larry also was a part of Machinima for a, um, for a video oh. because they did a wrestling video called uh, WMW Smackfest. Uh, there's also a, uh, let's see. So he also did a video called Five Games Renamed for Really Stupid Reasons. Here's one. George Lucas forced the, the European version of Star Fox 64 to be retitled to Lilat Wars. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Not only that, uh, the UK branch of Activision had to change Tony Hawk's Pro Skater to Tony Hawk's Skateboarding. That's not that bad. Pro Skater. He did a video called Four Shitty Patents That Ruined Gaming. So Sega, their patents actually helped their rivals uh, because Virtua Racing, I don't know if you guys ever um, played that game. No. But I've heard of it. never played they try to patent the transitions between the point of views in Virtua Wasting, uh, which is actually a boon in a genre that requires very precise timing. And that, and they have the arrow like in Crazy Taxi. Uh, it's also very similar to the Simpsons Road Rage game also. So Sega got in trouble for that. So they had to use a glowing line on maps to try to get uh, people to drive around using like a, a map system. Their their patent didn't go through, and then it just made Crazy Taxi like more popular because of it. I do think I remember it. His internet image. Let's talk about this. Uh, the one British guy on gaming sites dominated by otherwise dominated by Americans. Uh, yet his full name, Larry Bundy Jr., sounds rather stereotypically American to British ears. Actually, and the way you spell uh, and the way you spell uh, Junior is J N R in British English. But he thought the U.S. spelling looked better, so he decided to do the J.R. instead. Yeah, that's right. J.R. Yes. J.R. Tolkien. Oh, no. That movie's coming out, and it's already getting bad reviews, so don't go see it. Oh, oh that's a shame. Which movie? Tolkien. It's like, it's like oh. yeah, it's based on, like, Tolkien's, like, life in the war and, like, and how he got uh, influenced to do, like, uh, the stories that he did. Like Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I saw a poster for that. I didn't think that looked like it was going to be very good. 
I saw the trailer for it last night, and it looked cool, but it wasn't on my list for May movies. I mean, I'm gonna go see Aladdin more than I'm gonna see Tolkien. Pikachu. Uh, I'm not seeing that though. Oh. No, that that's getting bad reviews now. I just saw the reviews it's for fun. it. Detective Pikachu. Really? I'm still gonna go watch it. No. Uh, so anyway, Guru Larry, he has another video called Five Angry Programmers Who Hated Their Own Games. Yeah, one of them didn't even like making video games, so they just like, yeah, I'm just doing this for money. He's in his late 30s, but he actually looks like he's 28. So he's got that youth thing going on for him, which, by the way, I have the same thing for me. And I got to tell you, like, people actually think even with with the beard on him, like I'm 22, 23. And I'm like, no, I'm like five years older. People still think I'm in college. Uh, he makes fun of himself a lot because a lot of his fact ton videos have clickbaity titles in it. And then he also makes fun of other people for doing it. So he's like, but hello, you. And I welcome you to fact ton. Five purposely broken, unbeatable games by dickish developers. Yes, I know it's a convoluted name. You try coming up with a more clickbaity title to describe this episode. <laughs> he also reviewed British games that ripped off famous NES titles. So he reviewed a lot of knockoff products. Just like the nerd. That, that's actually what I thought of was the nerd as soon as you said that. Uh, he did a video called Five Mascots Cancelled for Incredibly Messed Up Reasons. It was released on April Fool's Day. Many viewers expected stories of amusing, like, uh, amusing things happen. Instead, the video is actually three mascots that were cancelled due to tragedies. Oof. So it went from being, like, a comical thing to being very dramatic. Yeah, and that's pretty much, if you, you want to just get an idea of what Guru Larry's like, there you go. Okay, that one I'll need to go and back and watch later, because, like... I knew Sonic the Hedgehog had a lot of ripoffs back in the day. Not only so, not only that, uh, there was actually something that he was involved with when it came to GamerGate. Oh, GamerGate! All right. Yes. So there's uh, so he actually posted something about GamerGate, and he said, and I quote, uh, "Hello again, guys. Apologies for the change of subject. The staff here suggested I should make my position on GamerGate clear once and for all. And yes, I do believe it was about harassment of women." I do not think it was ever legitimate. What changed my mind was research and my girlfriend. I looked into it, and I found a lot of shocking stuff. So that came across as incredibly depressing and a huge blow of empathy to those poor women. I don't want to receive a ton of abuse, doxing, death threats, etc. And that fear made me crack jokes and say things on Twitter I regret completely. I know I did not handle this well before, and I'm very sorry about that. I really should have done better from the start. I have trouble explaining myself, but if you were hurt by anything I said or was unclear about, please, please forgive me. I do support that it was always about harassment of women, which is horrible. All I want is to keep everyone happy, but trying to do that, I made mistakes. I don't know what else I can say to make it better, but please know I do not support the movement and want no part of it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just handled that maturely, at least. Yeah, because here's some of the things that he said when he was for Gamergate. He was like, Gamergate is about corruption, yes, but the accused keep trying to change the subject to sexism to dodge the blame. I think as a survivor, it's disgusting Quinn didn't acknowledge the people who tragically lost their lives during Gamergate. Mm. Uh, because of some of those tweets that he was putting up, that's why he had. A, that's why he was going to apologize. And you know, a lot of people thought like, "Oh, well, you're just being pussy whipped by your girlfriend." You know, if you weren't, you know, you should be like us and not have one. Like, you know, I remember. Kind of when Gamergate happened, but I didn't even really know what it was. Oh, uh, we're gonna do it. Probably, we're probably gonna do, be doing an episode on it in the next season because 
Um, there's been requests for it, so we're gonna have to go into mm -hmm. very big detail of this. Yeah, I just know like the basics of it, but yeah, that I'll definitely be sure to catch that episode when you guys do it. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Watch Mojo is actually caught stealing research from Guru Larry. Oh wow! Ha! Huh. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, they actually were. So here's the article from Xadara.com. Ah, another day, another batch of insanity on the internet. Today we have an event that happened yesterday, and I just got now to writing about it. Watch Mojo, you know, the YouTube channel that does nonstop top 10 lists. Yeah, apparently they stole the research that Guru Larry had done for his Worst Selling Consoles episode. I didn't get to see the original video and having to piece this all together, so take it for what you will. I know your first thought. You can't steal facts. It's coincidental. Well, sure, you could say that, but there's a catch. Larry presents his information in such a way to sort of tag it as uniquely as his little tweaks in how he phrases it or presents it. To that end, the video watch Mojo put up apparently used these same phrasings and nonsenses, and people caught on to it very quickly. Uh, both fans of Larry and some people who helped him create the video noticed this and called Watch Mojo out on it, as well as alerting Kulu Larry to this. He called him out, and amazingly, Watch Mojo actually took the video down. Huh. That's cool, or at least it seems it would be cool, but this goes further. WatchMojo sent Larry an email regarding this, one that is a little but insane. Uh, and I can't click on it because it's gone. But it basically goes to admit that they sourced all of their research for that video from Guru. They had no other sources at all. They went on to explain the hell that they've had in sourcing content for their videos. Uh, and then going as far as to claim that Larry shouldn't have put false information in his videos to begin with. Yeah, because, you know, what? Mojo gets it right every time. Um, and I think there's also a thing where Guru Larry was actually saying to Darkside Phil, it's like, uh, jokingly, he's like, hey, Darkside Phil, why don't you come on down to Channel Awesome and become a member? At this point, I think they might take him. I think he became a detractor and then actually apologized to Phil afterwards. Rare, very rare that that happens. Yeah. Well, Guru has a tendency to say things and then take them back. Well, at least he owns up to it, though. Ah, I see. And I have said that I am not going to do another Chris Chan episode again. Uh -huh. um, but there's one thing that we didn't talk about, and that was the Guru Larry interview that he did with Chris Chan. <laughs> Yeah, not many people, I mean, some people knew this. If you went back to the early days of Chris Chan, you would know that Guru Larry actually interviewed him at a time when uh, she was doing, she was basically getting off of the internet and taking a hiatus. But Guru Larry was like, I got to do an interview with you beforehand. And like, what was it? Like three years after, he actually put up the entire director's cut. But before that, he actually put like little clips up. And one of the things that they discussed was um, they wanted to discuss Billy Mays because this was around the time that Chris Chan was caught saying on audio, Billy Mays is the new mayor of Quickvale. Yeah. Good times, good times. But so I have a transcript here, so I'm going to be reading this so you guys can get an understanding of what Chris was saying and what Guru's was trying to ask him. He's like, I, I read in the announcement video about Billy Mays. I quoted Wikipedia about Billy's cause of death, which was basically something like a heart attack. And I was in Red Oak the whole weekend. Yeah, because basically pretty much people were telling him that he killed Billy Mays. Oh, no. I remember. He was involved in a plane crash the day before, right? Yeah, I suppose that would put a lot of stress to further induce the heart attack. 
But let me just make this clarified. You weren't flying the plane, right, Chris? No, I was not flying the plane. I was in Red Elk with my mother and my relatives. So no ulterior motives then? No, I have no ulterior motives. In fact, I actually confused Billy Mays with Richard Karn from Home Improvement. <laughs> Why? Because they're both fat and they got a beard? No, no, no. I, I'm, aside from the beard, the other facial features and the voice, I just confused them. Yes, yes, Chris. I often confuse fictional characters as well. It's very easy to do. And of course, Chris is just like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Yeah. That's like sarcasm right there. Uh, what do you think of Adam Stackhouse becoming the new mayor of Quickville? Now, now, I'm still the mayor of Quickville. There are no elections. That's just a whole bunch of rumors and internet that trolls are just uh, talking amongst themselves. Do not believe anything that comes from the trolls. Uh, are you going to be announcing Billy Mays' death in your comic? I've already uploaded a video onto YouTube, and let me just say that he was never the mayor of Quickvale. I only said that because of Julie's brother, that little 13-year-old brat. I was lying out of my ass. I've always been the mayor of Quickvale. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell if you were lying because we couldn't see if you were holding an Optimus Prime. Ah, uh, fan about to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lying out my ass when I said that I was a homosexual. Because everybody knows that I'm damn straight. Yes, of course. You are indeed a fine role model for us heterosexuals. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about the four kids voice actors, Chris. I mean, have you heard of Jason Griffith's new uh, interpretation of Sonic? And do you like it better than the other ones? Or the original ones? I, I don't know. It depends. I have to compare the new voice to the old voice, but it's definitely better than uh, Steve Urkel voicing Sonic. Jal uh, Jaleel White, is that his name? Yes, yes, Jaleel White. But he only knew him as Urkel. Yes, because that's what most people know him as, Urkel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that there was a guy called Ryan Drummond. He did uh, Sonic Adventures 1 and 2 and Sonic Heroes. They fired him because he couldn't make it to New York. Uh, so everything you hear now is Jason Griffith. Do you notice any difference? No. Uh, have you heard of the petitions that are trying to get him fired? No. But it's going a bit too far, if you ask me. Okay, that's good. Uh, so have you heard of a guy called Spax3? Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, I, I never heard of Spax3. Who is he? Well, he's a guy. Uh, he actually has fantasies about Cream the Rabbit. I don't know if you know about that. Oh... Oh, huh. It's the, and the way that Chris is looking, it's almost like he's guilty of doing the same thing. That's just the way mm -hmm. that he says it. Or just the way that he acts to that uh, knowledge. Wait, how old is this interview again? Like back in 2009, I believe. Nine, oh. Yeah, so this was like Thank 10 you. years ago. Damn. Yeah, so again, everything I'm saying is from like a 10-year-old interview. This was, before, this was long before the Count Dankula, where he was just like, is it this or this? Yes. Uh, is this a villain character, this Spax? No, 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 he's a real person. He doesn't like people saying that he likes rabbits. He gets very upset about that. There's a bunch of trolls on ED who keep saying that he likes having sex with a rabbit. Do you find that disgusting at all? Well, that's his decision, but I personally don't like bestiality, and the Bible is against it. He has his opinions, and he has his rights to those opinions. I'm sure, Chris. I'm sure. But what if they're half-human? Like Sonic the Hedgehog. He's half-human. He's not a proper hedgehog. He's half-human. He's got two legs. Does that count? Well, well, no. I would say Sonic is all animal. They've just been given human form. That doesn't make them half-human. So there's no human in Sonic shoe, then. 
I mean, he's a electric hedgehog Pokemon. There's no way around it, even though he stands on two legs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Christian logic. Yes. So let's talk about E3 2009. Uh, what, what's your overall opinion on the video games coming out? They're good. I like God of War 3 and the PSP version of Little Big Planet. Oh, are you going to get the PS Go? Is that something you're going to buy? Yes, but I'm also going to be keeping my PSP 2000. I have a bunch of UMD games, uh, but you're not going to get rid of those. You're just you're you're not being tempted to modify it. You're just going to buy you're just going to buy copied games. Yes, okay, that's cool. Uh, uh, and then he starts going into the, like this whole spiel about the PSP version of Little Big Planet. Meanwhile, Guru is in the corner of the video, just like either falling asleep or he's like trying to he's just trying to entertain the crowd. Because he just goes on to this long spiel. It's like, let me tell you about Little Big Planet. It's like, oh, God. I got one more thing to say. It's like, okay. I like the music. Oh, okay, okay, Chris, 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 Chris. Can you hear me? Chris, I'm trying to I'm trying to interject. <laughs> yeah, God. So what do you think about uh, playing online? Do you play any online games? Uh, mostly Little Big Planet. I don't play any other online games. Uh, how about the Ghostbusters game? Did you play? Did you buy that? No, I didn't get that. Uh, if they release a demo, I would download it. What's the last game you bought? Uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. I saw the movie last Wednesday, and I thought it was awesome. I don't care what the critics say. It was a very fun movie. That's good. That's good, Chris. That's absolutely good. Yeah, critics will be critics. I, I know some of them get paid to praise the movie, and some of them get praised to praise the movie. But I, I especially like the genre. I especially like it. Michael Bay's doing a great job with the series. Yes, he was, Chris. Yes, he was. Well, wait, did Optimus Prime die in the second movie? Yes, he did die, but they brought him back to life with the Matrix of Leadership. Well, that's good, because you don't want any kids to lock themselves in their rooms for several days. Yeah, especially in Generation One, they brought him back to life. Yeah, that's great, Chris. Uh, there's like, there's like a, there's like a time where he's coughing. He's like, I had a frog in my throat. I had to use my tonsils for a lily pad. <sighs> you know, I get what he's trying to say, but goddamn, dude. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, last question: How did you get that bump on your head or that bruise? Oh, I had a bug bite. Uh, is, is that from, uh, the wedding that you were at? No, there was nothing happening at the wedding. Oh, okay. Well, that's the interview. Uh, well, thank you very much, Chris. You're the first person I've ever interviewed, like the first internet celebrity. I'm going to be doing more, but I appreciate, uh, you coming on here and being a part of this. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, maybe we'll talk again sometime. Well, that's probably cool. Uh, well, maybe next time I will have my sweetheart, and then I can interview her too. And that's that. Those are some of the that's some of the highlights. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know he interviewed Chris Chen. Yes, ten years ago. This was before, and this was around the time that he was. I mean, this was around the time Goo Larry was mostly known. Um, this is gonna you know this was during the Channel Awesome days, and he you know, he was like I was like I'm, I was about to say that was early ten years. That was early Channel Yes, Austin. that was when Channel Awesome was at its peak. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be I'm going to be interview. I'm going to be interviewing uh, celebrities now. And I thought, what better way to start with Chris Chan? Because I'm obsessed with him. Huh. Just like most other just like most other people are. But yeah, but that's uh, that was that was uh, the entire interview from. Uh, well, not the entire thing. Cause I didn't read the I didn't read the entire um, I didn't read the entire thing. 
But all right, so we've made it. We made it to time. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Legends of the Internet. Again, I apologize for us not going live, but unfortunately, this is how we're going to have to do Legends episodes from now on until all of our co-hosts get webcams and we can use another streaming service to try to tell us. But um, in the meantime, let me tell you what we got coming up next. We've got I Hate Everything. And uh, we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have Cinema Nippon come on for this one because he was very ecstatic to talk about I Hate Everything. So he's going to be coming on with me to discuss I Hate Everything. And we'll see if he hates more things than um, the mysterious Mr. Enter does. I did talk about I did talk about his feud with Cool Cat on the Cool Cat episode. We'll probably bring that back up again because we'll because I gave him both sides of the story, but We'll see what happens when, because uh, people are like, "Oh my God, Cool Cat's gonna come after you," and I'm like, "No, he's not." And then I hate everything. It's like, well, we'll see. We'll see what uh, he's got in mind for this. So until next time, guys, um, we're gonna be taking a. Uh, I'm gonna be editing this and getting it up on the uh, platforms for tomorrow because this will be uploaded the day afterwards. But uh, for Atomic and Justin and for me. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you all at a later time uh, for the next episode. So uh, until then, uh, farewell, everybody, and good night.